You're listening to In the Balance, an Iowa Judicial Branch podcast. Welcome back. This month, I spoke with Juvenile Court Officer Chris Castry about what a typical day might look like for AJCO in the 7th Judicial District. To learn more about what the position of a Juvenile Court Officer entails, keep listening. Thank you for taking the time to speak with me today, Chris. Before we dive in, tell me a bit about your path to becoming a juvenile court officer. Uh, sure. In college, I got a job at the Handicap Development Center uh, here in Scott County. And um, once I graduated college, I kind of stuck around there and was promoted to a case manager. Uh, after a while of doing that, I kind of wanted a different challenge and something more in my major. Uh, and I had an opportunity to get a job with an agency that was working with people involved with uh, Department of Human Services. Uh, and then after a couple of years, that agency got a contract for tracking, and I started working with JCOs and delinquent youth. Uh, I really enjoyed this population. It was more towards my major and you know, just more what I wanted to do. After a few years of that, then I was able to get a job as a juvenile court school liaison. Mm-hmm. And I worked there for a little over five years. Uh, and then I was hired as a JCO. Uh, I really enjoy helping others to realize their potential and make the changes in their lives to be successful. You mentioned earlier that becoming a JCO was more in line with your education. And so I wanted to ask you what motivated you to begin working with kids and then working with kids who encounter our court system? Uh, I think it really started when I was working at the Handicap Development Center and I was, you know, working with people with disabilities and um, could kind of see the changes that I was able to make in their lives to help them become more independent. And then, you know, I was just looking for a different kind of a challenge. I think I'd been there a long time. It just really wasn't... um, I, I enjoyed that population, but it really wasn't the population that I wanted to, you know, work with long term. Uh, and then just when I started working with uh, those juvenile court kids, uh, it just felt like these kids were more open to make changes in their lives and um, I think had a greater need for someone to kind of work with them uh, to help guide them through that process. Right. And so can you give us a bit of an overview of what a JCO's job description is as it was pitched to you when you applied for the job? Yeah. Uh, so the, the first thing that I was trained on my first day from my supervisor uh, was that the JCO is always in the middle and that, you know, we're to balance the restorative justice uh, tenets of balancing community safety victim restoration and youth redemption. And all sides of that triangle are equal and must be given equal measure. So as a JCO, we're always in the middle. Mm -hmm. Uh, As far as more specific job descriptions, um, we screen complaints for legal sufficiency in the youth's culpability, uh, conduct a preliminary inquiry of that complaint, and then conduct an intake. Mm -hmm. Uh, That kind of varies across the state. Some offices have intake officers and uh, some just one JCO in a county, so they do it all. 
then from that intake, we determine the path for the case to take using evidence-based practices, uh, utilizing the risk needs responsivity principle in the Iowa delinquency assessment. Um, and the results from that intake may include some kind of diversion and informal adjustment agreement or a request for a petition and more formal court action. Uh, we ensure compliance with Iowa Code 232, uh, create and administer child-specific case plans, make necessary referrals such as functional family therapy, multi-systemic therapy, tracking, school liaisons, and other programs uh, to provide the child with the help they need, and then supervise the probation. Mm -hmm. uh, we provide epics during probation appointments. We communicate with judges, attorneys, families, providers, and make recommendations and reports to the court. Uh, if community supervision fails, uh, then we work to find a suitable residential placement and then monitor the child's progress in that placement. And then finally supervise the transition uh, home and transition services as they return to the community. So quite a bit then, <laughs> is that yeah. job description. Yeah, and that's just a synopsis. There's quite a bit more. Right. So compared to that description, what does a typical day look like for you as a JCO in the 7th Judicial District? Sure. Each day is a little bit different for a JCO. Um, you could have a plan for your day and kind of a schedule. Uh, and then if a child is placed in detention, uh, you need to make arrangements for that and uh, the required detention hearing. So you need to work with all the parties involved with that to get it scheduled and uh, everything done and the court reports filed. Um, in our office, uh, we rotate who gets uh, new detention cases for new kids. So when you get to the top of that list, you kind of schedule your mornings a little bit differently just in case that kid would come in because that's going to take you pretty much your whole morning to get through all that. Mm -hmm. um, otherwise, we're meeting with kids regularly, uh, whether in our offices, at schools, or in their homes. Um, communicating with all the involved parties. That's a big part of it is just making sure uh, everybody's on the same page and you know nobody is surprised with, with anything as we go. Um, ensuring those compliance with conditions, uh, marking the child's progress throughout their probation. Um, we could be conducting an intake for a new case um, or on a new offense for a child we currently uh, have an open case with. We may be meeting with the child and parents to conduct an interview to complete a predisposition report or a case plan. Uh, we could be completing random moment samples, Iowa delinquency assessments, or any other tools or forms that we use throughout the life of a case. And has the role changed at all since you've started in it or in the last five to 10 years? I think there's been a big change uh, in the job in the last 10 years uh, in the use, increasing use of evidence-based tools to help us objectively make decisions. Uh, however, I think the biggest change has been in the last few years, the implementation of the Families First uh, Services Act or FFPSA. Um, Iowa is, um, I believe, the only state, but I, I'm pretty sure the first state to have the Juvenile Justice Agency complete its own uh, part of the plan to meet the requirements of FFPSA. And this has been a big challenge for JCOs to meet the new added requirements for that program. Mm -hmm. uh, but with that, has really pushed us ahead in our goal of keeping communities safe while keeping children in the community.
What would you consider to be the most challenging aspect of your role? The stressful situations we deal with in which children and families are angry and lash out at us as JCOs. Mm -hmm. I think this does, however, speak to how well uh, JCOs engage with the children and families, that they kind of feel like they can act that way with us. Mm -hmm. Then what, in your experience, is the most fulfilling part of your role? The most fulfilling part of my job is watching kids graduate high school or get their high said, uh, the high school equivalency degree uh, that otherwise would not have graduated. Mm-hmm. Um, or when you're working with them uh, on an intervention or something like that, and you see the light go on and they realize that what they're doing is affecting their future. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then they start working actively to achieve their goals and you know start with some pro-social behaviors and kind of leave that anti-social behavior behind. So in all of your years as a JCO, what interventions would you consider to be the most effective for youth? Uh, I think the success rates of functional family therapy and multi-systemic therapy speak for themselves as very effective. Uh, But ultimately, I think that JCO is the most effective intervention. Mm -hmm. We've all been trained in the EPICS model of supervision, and I think this has focused our meetings more on the criminogenic needs of the child and how we as JCOs can be the change agent in these kids' lives. Mm -hmm. And lastly, if there is one thing you'd like to leave our listeners with in regards to the juvenile court system and programs in Iowa, what would it be? Uh, I think people like to reduce juvenile justice to things like scared straight and locking kids up, but the data shows that those courses of action really result in higher rates of recidivism. Uh, Iowa is fortunate to have a solid group of JCOs across the state that are dedicated to balancing the things I mentioned earlier of community safety, victim restoration, and youth redemption. Uh, And I think JCO's work across the state makes Iowa safer, and I also believe the statistics bear that out. Great. Well, thank you so much for taking the time, Chris. You bet. My pleasure. You've been listening to In the Balance, an Iowa Judicial Branch podcast hosted and produced by me, Marissa Gall. If you would like more information about Iowa's courts, you can visit www.iowacourts.gov. You can also follow the Iowa Judicial Branch on Twitter and YouTube at Iowa Courts. This episode of In the Balance is now adjourned. Until next time.